All right, welcome to a taco strike. It's your host Ricky, followed with uh, the co-host for today, Malcolm. Today we're going to be talking about a older but somewhat newer anime slash manga by the name of Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer, if I'm not mistaken, came out about 2018 at least for anime. Does that sound about right, Malcolm? Yeah, that's a, that's about right. All right, and recently I was recommended to check this out because it seemed like something I would be into by Malcolm. He told me it was a quick little series, at least for the anime, about 12, 13 episodes. One of them is kind of like a uh, flashback episode, so I'm not going to lie, I kind of skipped that one. But what we're going to focus on today is we're going to just kind of introduce you guys to the world, the characters that's going to be surrounding it, and just talk about the first episode. Um... I believe the only place you can watch it at the moment that's like a legal place is what Crunchyroll. I don't know if it's on like Funimation and stuff like that. I don't know who has the licensing for it. Yeah, I, I personally watch it on Crunchyroll. I haven't watched. I, I don't. I don't really use um, Funimation, but let me check Hulu real quick because Hulu is a pretty good place for, for anime too. Yeah, I've heard their actual library got bigger. When I first started looking at it, it wasn't nothing new. Them and Netflix are kind of like whatever. I know that country road, but that was like a few years back. No, Hulu's library is brolic right now. There's a lot. There's a lot of shows that um that are on here that you that you won't see on um on Crunchyroll. But they also it seems like uh, Crunchyroll is like um is going more is going more pop, but um but Hulu has a lot of um is a targeting a more a more adult, more mature crowd. Cause they cause they got I might all start messing with. Yeah, they got all the group. They got all the gory stuff. They got a lot of the horror. They got a, they got a lot. They got a lot of ecky. It's just um, it's just a, a delay. If you can't find it on Crunchyroll, you you're probably gonna see it on Hulu. I'm gonna have to check that out then. I didn't know they had horror. I don't think I've ever seen a horror anime before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got they got just about everything here. I have to check that out then. I might have to see what's up with the Hulu because I was actually thinking about switching over to. What is it, VRV? Because I think you get Crunchyroll with that, and it's like two, three bucks more. But I don't really know what they have over in their library. It's just I've seen people say, if you like Crunchyroll, you should switch over there for the extra three bucks because you get original content along mm-hmm. with the, like a bigger library. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. But um, the last time I messed with VRV was when I was um, was when I was fiending to get that Goku versus Jiren fight, the mm-hmm. uh, the climax of it that was shutting down servers. And um, that was the last. That was the last time I met. I messed with them. I got the um. I got in there. I watched. I watched it, and um, that was. I never. I never really went back. I have to check them out. Oh, that was another selling point that I heard that they have that you could actually download things and watch it offline versus online. So like, oh, when I'm at work, where the internet's not the greatest on lunch or something, or yeah, shit. Even if I'm like traveling, when I go but I like, like down to the lower forty-eight and visit family or whatever on the plane or whatever, I can just, like, watch some episodes without having to pay, like, that crazy-ass Wi-Fi price on the planes. Oh, well, well should they? And they do that, I might, I might be interested again. But that's... I'll have to check that out. I just want to see if the library goes. But Hulu sounds like it has some good stuff right now, then, if you're saying they have some more yeah. adult shit, which I'm trying to transfer over to. Yeah, you're trying to... You're looking anyway, send in. Yes, I want to check that stuff out a lot, especially because of Goblin Slayer, how much I was like, whoa, this is breath of fresh air. 
Mm-hmm. But let's get into it. So we're going to be talking about Goblin Slayer Episode 1. The title of the episode is State of Particular Adventurers. Now, when I saw that, I kind of, it's kind of self-explanatory. It kind of lets you know that you're going to be seeing some adventurers and some shit's going to happen to them that's, I guess, life-changing. Right. So I didn't think too much crazy of that. I'm like, okay, that's a typical intro name. So that was pretty cool. But Spoiler alert. It was life-changing. And that, that the least, yeah. <laughs> on the low end, it was life-changing. It, it, it definitely was, especially for more than one character. <laughs> Tell me about Particularly it. one we'll focus on, though, but mm-hmm. pretty much how the uh, episode starts off is you are introduced to a character. She is a 15-year-old girl, and she studied to become a priestess so she could become an adventurer. Mm-hmm. She's going over to the uh, local town guild, which I don't believe they ever said the name of the town in this episode, at least. Mm-hmm. She goes over to their adventurer guild. She talks to one of the uh, guild workers, and the guild worker pretty much has her register up for becoming an adventurer. She explains to her, you know, all the rules of becoming an adventurer, the leveling, as far as uh, when you sign up, you're going to be a rookie. They give you these uh, dog-like tags. Each one of them represents a level throughout the guild, and I believe it goes all the way up to platinum. It starts from porcelain, Mm-hmm. And it goes to platinum, porcelain being the lowest, platinum be the highest. Mm-hmm. Once she gets that explained to her, she tells her, you know, over on this side of the tavern of the, of the guild, you can go over to this message board. And the message board will pretty much have quests out of there. You can sign up for a quest or try to get a party together. And you guys go out, complete the quest, come back. You guys will get rewarded. Right. Girl is like getting the getting the hang of how the guild works when she's uh, confronted by three other adventurers, one being a male warrior, mm-hmm. the other one being a female monk, and then there's another female wizard. They tell her, hey, you know, you're a priest, correct? She tells them, yeah, that's what I am. Why? What's up? She's like, hey, we have this uh, quest that we just picked up to go slay some goblins. I guess some goblins got into a town nearby. They, uh, Killed the, they took the livestock, they kidnapped some females, and they attacked the town, messing it up. So we're going to go answer this quest form to pretty much get, get, get back the kidnapped girls and kill the um, goblins who attacked the town. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, is four of us enough? She's pretty much asking them, you know, are, are us four going to be enough to complete this quest? And they're like, yeah, I don't see why not. They're just goblins. You know, I've killed a goblin before when I was a younger kid. Right, so she's like, okay, whatever. Basically, saying goblins are nothing, but I do want to add though, when you first start the anime, you see, you see water, you see like a water draft, which you later find out is tears. That same girl Mm -hmm. that you that we were introduced to, she's on the floor holding onto a staff, crying. You know, you you can click, you can clearly if the um cat if the title wasn't bad enough, you can clearly tell us something horrible happened here. And then as she's looking there crying, she sees she sees the main protagonist, Goblin Slayer, walking in, look looking monstrous with with just red with just a red um a red smoke coming out of his eyes. It just, it just sets the mood right there, and then it goes back into the then it goes back into probably the happiest of times. Fair enough. I don't know how I forgot that important part because that sets up with the title. <laughs> right. No, no, but it's like they they they're messing with your mind from the jump. It's like you you you're watching this thing and it's like, oh wow, something horrible happens here. So you're like, are we gonna get into it? But then no, you tri- 
you you switch to this pedestrian town and like you said, they talk. You're you're setting the mood, and she everybody here is all happy. There's no they couldn't think anything horrible could go wrong. God would say, I killed a guy. I killed him when I was a kid. It's like they're basically like saying like I like you know I stepped on I stepped on a roach when I when I was five. That's what it, that's what it's equivalent to. It's like it's just like little roaches. We'll be fine. Pretty much, and with that attitude, you know. The girl's like, cool, I'm going to go ahead and follow these guys and we'll go get our, you know, experience and I'll get to get my first quest under my belt. So they all take off. They leave to some cave that's not too far, I'm guessing, from the town. In front of the cave, they see like these, um, I guess you could say it's like some type of uh, warning sign for the goblins. It's like mm-hmm. some uh, bones all broken up with like a... Uh, different little designs placed over them, kind of, I guess, just like a warning sign saying, hey, this is where we stay. I don't know what you would actually call it. Mm-hmm. But they see that, and they're like, okay, well, this has got to be the place. This is fucked up bones. It looks pretty messed up, and it stinks. It's where goblins would be. So the party pretty much goes into the cave. Mm-hmm. They're walking in. It's dark, so they light a torch. They're walking about, looking around the cave. Nothing's happening at first. They're having a little small talk saying, yo, you know, um, hey, how come we didn't pick up any items? How come no one has like any type of armor? And the male of the group pretty much explains, you know, we're new adventurers. We don't have any money. Plus, we don't really have time. This is an urgent matter. We need to get these girls before they're murdered or something worse. Right. During this, the group kind of separates slightly. The fighter and the monk kind of go up about like a couple of feet away from the wizard and the priest. They fall behind talking. The priest is pretty much asking the wizard, you know, hey, what is it you did? How long you were a wizard? You know, just a little small talk. Mm-hmm. As that happens, they notice something in the back of them. Kind of uh, runs by and they're like, yo, what's that? They're ambushed. Goblins come out from behind them and they start attacking. Mm-hmm. This shit is like pretty, pretty crazy how fast everything goes down. Cause within like, I want to say about 30 seconds of real time, you see the warrior go into combat. He attacks a goblin, runs one right through with the sword, but the goblin stabs him in the leg. Two other goblins grab him, get on top of him, and they start beating him with clubs and pretty much running him through with their daggers now. He's dead <laughs> just that quick. The group is like, yo, wait, what the fuck? They turn around. The wizard girl is like, oh, it's goblins, whatever. She tries to start shooting them with, like, magic spells or fireballs and whatnot. They're not mm-hmm. having it. One of them shoots, uh, I believe, shoots her with the arrow. The other one jumps on her, stabs her in the back with, like, a uh, a dagger. And they pretty much start whooping her ass. Uh, no, At what, this point, the... No, 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 what happened What happened was that, like, uh, so they get um, the, the chicks in the back get ambushed first. And it and then the um, the swordsman and the well the, the fighter and the monk come back, but the chick the uh, chick with the um, the the maid she shot one with a with a with fire. Then he just jumped her. They grabbed her leg. They pulled her down. And while they were holding her down, one of them stabbed her. One of them stabbed her with a knife. And then so then uh, so then um, that's how that's how we got here. So so now so at this point where you're in the story. He's he's swinging the sword, trying to hold them off, and they're just dodging him. The monk is standing, but is standing behind them, and he's he's charging full steam forward. And um, 
and then he run, he runs he runs one through and he gets stabbed in the leg. That's what that's what slows him down. Tries to cut us. That's what slows him down, and that's when they jump him. Oh yeah, that's right. Because while he gets stabbed in the leg, when he tries to start defending him off, that's when he runs. He he lifts the sword up and it hits the top of the cave. Right, because the sword like, was too high. The sword was too big. Then he just gets gets circled and like up. Like in one of these one of these scenes, you see a gobble just just like smiling, look like he in a little butcher shop. Got his little axe, hold his hand on, just starts chop, chopping my man's hands off. And they beat the shit out of him with that club. One was chopping him, this, chopping him all in the chest and the arm, and you see the other one right. beating his shoulder with the club so he gets immobilized. And that's right. That's when the, uh, the girl tells him, uh, she tells the other two girl, uh, tells the priest to take the wizard and run. She'll mm-hmm. fend them off, and she goes into town. She starts like working them at first. She's like right. punching them in the head, knocking to her. I think she takes about three or four of them out before. She takes a step back, and I believe it's a giant hobgoblin behind her that she doesn't see. Right. When she bumps into that. She thinks she hits a wall, turns around. The hobgoblin's looking like, yeah, okay. He has, he has a she leg. She turns and goes to, like, an attack. Yeah, she he catches her, uh, I think it was her leg, or I don't remember. She punched her kick. But he pretty much catches whatever body part that is and slams her ass into the wall one way, mm-hmm. picks her up and slams her into the wall the other way, and then the other goblins just jump on top of her and start ripping her clothes off him beating on her like relentlessly and that's when shit gets a little crazy you see the goblins pretty much have her naked flip her over and they pretty much start raping her in front of the other two uh party members the wizard and the uh priest yes. at this point the priest just fucking loses it she just goes frantic because like no one's expecting all of this. It's just so much going on at one time, let alone people dying. And now you're seeing someone being raped in front of you. Right. So the priest so, then the priest picks up the um the priest picks up the uh wizard chick and starts and starts and starts um trying to get out of there. And then you know you flip you flip over it flips back to the um to the monk. She's on the floor, like the life has left her eyes. She's not dead, but you know how like I like I like somebody. She had the out of out of body experience. That's what happened to life, mm-hmm. but the light has left her eyes. She's saying, "I'm sorry," and you see her body rocking back and forth. She's on her back now. You see her body rocking back, or rocking back and forth, and she and it's like it's just, it's she's she's saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and it's just like a horrific scene because prior to that, you just heard all the screaming because. Not only did they hold, they held, they they held her down like they two of them had her arms. They put they put her face down, put two to that thing up. One of them got behind her, took his claw, dug it into her booty meat, and then went to work. And then you, all you heard was screaming before the. Um... Yeah, it was about like at least five of them because you're right. One like stepped on her head. Yes. Two of them held her down. One was like sitting on the, like. The small of her back, and then the other one was just like going right. To they town. just they yeah they they set they set her up for it. And it's like you know when we first talked about all, you, oh now first... that you're actually saying that I forget that I forgot that visual because I forgot that they show her looking at the priest with the wizard right. running off and she's screaming I'm sorry while she's being violated oh, right and and like rock and like you see her you see her body suddenly rocking back and forth and you you know what's happening I mean like at least they. At least they spared us the graphic visual of that, but I mean it was graphic enough because I imagine that's why a lot of people had a problem with it because 
it's hard to sit there and deal with something that gruesome, especially, you know, what's going on in the world at the time. Like it was 2018. So we were like probably peak Me Too. This is when the Me Too had a, it was at the height of its powers. I think I think they had just really gotten into gear on um on Bill Cosby. Other pe other other people were apologizing, stepping down, and everybody dirty laundry was coming out with um we were more, we were recognizing that R. Kelly was a creep and that and everybody was asking, Well, what about Weinstein? You know, it took a while to get him, but you know, everything was happening around there. So look at what what was going on back then and then to just to just to just, to just have this thing, especially after you explained to me the the Dungeon and Dragons terminology would makes more sense. So a lot of people, if you don't know, you just look at her, she's like, she's a fighter, she's a warrior. But then it's like, you know, Dungeon and Dragon terminology, somebody, like it says, somebody fights as a monk, right? Yeah, so how it works pretty much in Dungeons and Dragons, that's why I think we were having confusion when we were talking about this off-air. Yeah. Usually in your group, you have a fighter, you have a ranger, you have a rogue, mm -hmm. you have a wizard, a cleric, mm -hmm. a monk, and there might be one more, oh, a paladin is a right. possible class that you have. Those are pretty much usually like your starter classes. And for, for reasons as far as you using the hit die and stuff to do damage or whatnot, fighters are usually pretty, pretty neutral. They can do everything except for magic naturally. You can get items and stuff to replicate that for you unless you like take on another class later on. What they did to give the monk an advantage is, I believe, it's been a while since I played, maybe about 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. But for example, if you wanted to use your fist as a fighter, you will roll the dice, and I think it's like one one die four worth of damage. Now, for a monk, since a monk's more tailored to do that type of compact as far as martial arts and whatnot, they get like a one die six, possibly one die eight of damage. So you can show that that training as far as the martial arts goes. Right. So that's why I was saying when when I was watching the uh, actual episode when you were saying warrior at first I was confused I thought they were when you told me someone was raped and it was a warrior I'm thinking the guy's about to get raped by the goblins I'm like yo what the fuck yeah like, this, this is wild I've never expected a guy to get raped not to say that it can't happen but if they were to explore into that these goblins are fucking super just crazy brutal. not to yeah. say that they're not crazy for raping a woman but yeah, that's but some shit I've never seen in any anime. Yeah, but but I mean, think about it this way, right? So you get so on one hand, you have a, a vicious horde of like satanic creatures. Yeah, you got a group who come in there, a war. They 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 fight off the group, and then they and then they and then they rape the warrior. Now, add in the dungeon dungeon dragon terminology, you got a group. You got a group going in to to fight some satanic creatures. They lose, and then the creatures turn around and rape and rape the monk. That sounds a hell of a lot worse. Because when people hear monk, yeah. they're gonna think they're not they're not thinking you know you know you know kung fu hustle. They, not at they, all. They think they're thinking draped up you know like um, Hominus Dominus, peace be with you or and and whatnot. I mean there there was Shaolin monks or whatnot, but it's like that's not that's not what people normally picture when you say monk, especially when you talk about a female. That's that's fair enough. But like I said, looking at the looking at it from a D and D point of view, from just how the intro and stuff is, where they show dice rolling, they show the future party as far as like you have that elf ranger chick, you have like the dwarven warrior, mm -hmm. then you have like this half lizard, half man dragon type mm -hmm. dude. Because 
as far as I'm concerned, when you look at the picture, it looks like a dragon as an Indian. So you mm-hmm. don't really know what he would be. I right. would guess like a shaman or something like that. But you don't learn what his actual, I guess you could say, classes until later. Right. So for me, watching all of this happen on, it's making sense because I'm like, okay, you have this young adventurous party. I'm going to assume all of them couldn't be no older than maybe 17. And since the priestess was 15 and they're young, it I seems think... like that's about the age that she could get pushed out. Because I think she said she's considered an adult, I guess. In yeah, I, th- I think the um, world or whatever. I think the if I, if I remember correctly, reading the backstories, I believe the monk the monk was the oldest. Oh, they have backstories for you to read for them. Yeah, so um, when you there's a like I told you, they do a whole there's a different um the different spinoff mangas from the actual Goblin Slayer. There's year one, mm-hmm. which is basically about him, but they also do do a one shot which which talks about all the characters that go into that um that go into that cave and their motivations and whatnot. And what it does, it makes what happened in the cave that much more horrible. Cause you see the backstory. Oh, because you get familiarized with right, you see the backstory. You see everything. Like the fighter was tra- the monk was training for so long to become an adventurer. And then but even worse, the um the cleric, the wizard that got the sorceress that got killed. That mm-hmm. was, I mean that was sta- that was stabbed by the uh, goblins in the beginning. She mm-hmm. came in there with a holy staff. She was actually a descendant of like a, a descendant a descendant of uh of uh, clerics and whatnot. And what and what happened and what happened with her was that she had finally mastered, mastered everything. She had gained that staff. That staff came from her teacher, something that was passed down from generation to generation. And when it took over, the goblin just grabbed that staff, looked her in the face, and snapped it in her face. Damn, so they just shit it on her all her like heirloom passed on for <laughs> generation to generation. Right, but and then when you then when then you know move as we progress the story and whatnot, so they run up on the um on the priestess trying to get her out, and so then they 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 shoot the priestess in the shoulder with an arrow, then they then they then they run up on them, and so the priestess ran ran to the corner crying, and the god was over there trying to take off the um trying to take off the the cleric's clothes, the so the sorceress, and then mm-hmm. then the priestess pisses herself. So they smell that they smell the fear, and they're like, well. They, they turn the sights they start to her. getting off to it, right? And that's what that's when Goblin Slayer comes in, and that's when you know that scene that you see in the in the beginning. Now you're being relived. He walks in there with the with the you know with the torch. They take attention to him. They start to attack him. One of them. It's a crazy walk in too, because he doesn't kind of just like run in and do some fancy like hero intro. You just see like a torch, a light. Yeah. Right from like I guess his left eye, then you see the torch, and then he has like that slow ass Michael Myers, Jason's type stroll. Like he's like, I'm about to fuck y'all up, but it's like very calm. It's like real eerie how they right. drew it. Right. So it was just it was just presence. They just he, he just he was just exuding presence, and then they took they can't they ran at they ran after him, and he one of them jumped on him and tried to try to pierce him, and um. One of them tried to pierce him, and they hit his armor, and it was stuck on his shield. So he took, so he took that shield, smashed him into the into the wall, then just then just cut his cut his throat, and then the, then made sure work at made sure work at the other one. But then what happens here to make it to make this you know as gruesome, not gruesome, but it's just horrible as a tragedy as possible. He looks at the um at the you know the um 
What, what are we going to call her? We're going to call her a sorceress. We're going to call her a cleric. Because the well, uh, from my from how they introduced her in the anime versus what you're telling me from the backstory, mm-hmm. they had her as a wizard because they said she went to some wizard school or whatever. Yeah. So okay. So I call magic. her. So I call her a sorceress. So the sorcerer looks at God saying, and she's muttering as with her on her breath as strong as much as she can. Kill me. She's just telling him to kill her. So, so that so then he kills. So well, then, that part that part didn't happen yet. Well, once he killed the first goblin, yeah. he started doing that weird thing where every time he kills one of them, he gives off a number. Yeah. So this one, he started off, he stabbed, he, he murdered that goblin, he goes one. The next goblin comes over, he murders that one, she's two. And the priestess is looking at him and she's like, yo, what is going on? Like still freaking out, trying to gather herself because right. she recognized she's been saved. Once he kills those first two, he looks over at the priest and he tells her, um, here, take this. He hands her some type of antidote. He goes, you guys have been poisoned. Right. Unfortunately, the wizard's not, well, the sorceress isn't going to make it. Right. It's too. It's been too long. She's going to not make it. You need to drink this. This will save you. He then looks at the uh, the sorceress and he, I think, did he ask her what is she, no, no, no. He, yeah, he looks over at the sorceress and once she hears that, she tells him to kill him. And the girl's like, the priestess is like, no, we have to figure out a way to save him. He's just like, no, this is the right thing to do. Takes his dagger. And I don't believe they showed exactly where he did, but he just gave her a merciful death. Like, and it was really, really quick. Um, from that point, what they ended up doing was uh, he stands up once he's done killing the sorceress and returns and looks to the priestess. And he tells her, well, he asks her, plain and simple, what do you want to do? And she's like unsure what he means. And he's like, I'm going forward and I'm murdering everything that's in this cave that's a goblin. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you can leave if you want. And she pretty much tells him, no, she's going to come with him. And then they go forward and he pretty much starts, starts explaining. He starts asking her questions like, hey, when you guys came in here, what happened? She goes on and explains to him, hey, we walked into the cave. It was four of us. And he was like, when you guys were walking, did you guys look at this or that? She tells him what happened was we saw some uh, symbol like the one we saw when you first entered the cave. There was another one inside of the cave. And he was like, ah, you guys fell for the trap. They do that so you don't pay attention. If you guys would have looked behind you, there was another passageway. That's where they came up from to ambush you. Mm -hmm. At that point, she looks at him like, yo, you know a lot about this stuff. Like, who are you? And that's when he finally tells her, hey, I'm Goblin Slayer. That's his actual name throughout this episode too, they don't really give him a name. He's just like, I'm Goblin Slayer. That's Same his, thing for the other characters. They don't have literal, names, they have titles. Right, that's his literal name, Goblin Slayer. Anybody asks who you, I am Goblin Slayer. He, he sacrifices uh, his, his humanity to become Goblin Slayer. But bigger than that, like um, he did he did tell her that um, when they went in there, he, he started cutting open a dead a dead goblin. She said, "Why?" And he said, "So we can mask our smells." And she started looking good, just terrified. But she, you know, to her credit, she bossed up and she did it. She did. She she rubbed all that goblin goblin juice all over her and went in there, which I thought was pretty cool because she recognized, okay, this dude came in here. He saved me. He obviously knows what he's doing. He's telling me what our mistakes were, and he's pretty much learning me. So they continue forward into the um, the cave, and he asks him, hey, you know, what happened to the rest of the party for the most part? And she explains what happens, and from her 
explanation given to her, he goes, okay, so it sounds like they have a hobgoblin and possibly a goblin shaman in here. Most packs that run in here, they operate with these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, you really do know, you know your shit. And he's like, yeah, this is pretty much what I do. He doesn't really say it in that many words. He's very stoic and short. The best way I can say it is if you guys watch sports, this guy is pretty much Kawhi Leonard. He doesn't really say anything unless it's necessary. And he's funny in that sense because it's just like, okay, that was like kind of shortened to the point where mm-hmm. it'd be like, hey, how's your day going? And he just kind of stares at you. And then you're like, oh my God, these goblins are killing us. And he's like, that's what they do. Like, <laughs> he'll just kind of look at you. Well, not even look at you. He'll say it as if you're stupid, but he doesn't mean to come off for it. He's just being blunt and honest. It's like the most funniest shit ever. To me, at least, because it's like awkward. Anyway, yeah, they pretty much clear out the cave. Right. He gives her a little bit more experience, and they end up back on the 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 tavern for the wait, guild. Wait, wait, to... we, we can't we can't we can't go over there. There's something important to say because what when happens? they when they clear out the cave, right? They say they save all the um they save several women that were that were being held captive there. Because what you know what they were doing, they were they were forcibly. Oh no no no! You're right. That's what I was going into when they go back to the the tavern. Because as far as sequence for the anime with the show, they show the girl walking to the tavern, mm-hmm. and she's pretty much explaining to um the guild supervisor or whatever no. what happened. Hey, we rescued those girls or whatever. No, no, they no, show that's the after, girls. That's after they get out, but before they even get out, this is what happened before they got out. So, so like um. There's a couple of things that, that I want to that I want to mention. Right, I think they I think they saved about six girls. Originally, they wanted them to get five, but of course, the monk became number six. Mm-hmm. So when they so they saved them and whatnot. But after because they were they had one um hobgoblin, but they also have a um a wizard goblin there, a goblin shaman. Yeah, the shaman. Which is why you saw all those staffs over there, and why they were they were they pretty much functioned on a higher level than. Than just regular old goblins. If they you just had that many regular goblins, and because uh, the shaman was a was an elevated class, so kills them all. And he and he um he finishes the shaman off with a with a club, right? Because the shaman was playing dead. Mm-hmm. So then after he, after he, he destroys the um the altar, and then you see then that's when remember we see the other room, and you see the um you see he goes in. That's when you find the baby goblins. So then, this is an interesting. Oh, yeah, this is an interesting exchange between him and the um, him and the and the priestess because she said you're gonna kill them. He's like he's like yes because you said they're 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 vengeful and they're spiteful. They net they they hold grudges forever, and if you and if you let them live, they learn from their mistakes and and evolve. There's no and learn from their mistakes and evolve, right? And she she asks him a question like. Even, what if there was even a good? What about a good goblin? So he so he didn't even pause. He said, "I guess if you looked hard enough, you could find one." But the only good goblin is one that doesn't come out of his cave. There's no reason to leave them alive. And then the scene cuts. You see, you see the blood dripping off the club. Then then you then this clip switches back to him, and then out of his right eye, you see that red smoke coming. And then he just com- then he just commences with the murder cut scene, and that's when they. And that's when they eventually uh, leave. That's when they eventually leave the um, leave the cave. And that's when you see the that's when you see the um, carriage taking the girl, the girl that are rescued to the monastery. 
I don't know how the hell I forgot that important detail. I guess I was going to probably speak on that afterwards. For, uh, uh, my favorite part of the, uh, the, oh, and the, the episode. That was your favorite part? Well, no, you, you were right. That's his favorite part. Yeah, because it was a very, it was, it was a very innocent thing. Because it's a priest, of course, she's going to try to find, you know, the good in, in a situation. Like, hey, you know, these are babies. Maybe we could teach them and whatnot. And he, with his experience from dealing with all these things, is like, no, unfortunately, that's not how it works. And mm-hmm. you just got to trust me on this. And ultimately, that's what she ended up doing because she didn't try to like put up too much of a fight. As no, not killing them. She just kind of turned her head and let this man do what he needs to do because from her experiences within like I don't know how long you think that whole that whole cave thing took I want to say let's just say her hour experience with the party she watched two of them be brutally murdered poisoned one of them raped and they didn't even really start they didn't even really walk what 20 feet into the cave like <laughs> I mean it's hard to tell how far to the cave they went because it doesn't really give you an idea of it but it was like they, they got deep enough to get to get fucked up that's that's what happened so well, I'm thinking as far as time that they show in the cave, right. it like happens so so quickly, like literally, like yeah, it's like if me and you walked into a uh, a store and I walked over to the back to grab like a soda from out of like place where they keep the damn sodas, and by the time I get halfway up the aisle, you're at the register. I just see you get your head blown off, and <laughs> it was just that quick type of action. So I'm just thinking in terms of her yeah. trying to process all of this with this happening and him going like, look, this is. If I had it's to give it a time, it it, it it could only have been a couple hours. I can't. I guarantee for the time they walked, I will, I can't say guarantee because I really don't know. But it, it looked like it probably took them a couple hours to go through this whole ordeal. Well, at least her to go through the whole ordeal because she's the only one. Her and the uh, monk were the only ones that survived, and um, I'm pretty sure the monk has no concept of time right now. So for her, she wasn't oh, not there at for all. She's she wasn't there for an she's eternity. All fucked up. Yeah, she wasn't there she's for all eternity. Up, like. Especially you train all your life to defend yourself, so you, something like this doesn't happen, and then mm-hmm. it brutally happens. <laughs> so, because I'm pretty sure none of them were going in there expecting that. No, but so, that, that shit was just—it's it, one of those episodes when you watch it and you see it in real time. I'm pretty sure hearing it, you're like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. it can't be that crazy. But when you put the visuals to it and see it, and you see how how, how quick it happens, it's just like. If, if it was one of the, I think it's one of those things, if you don't listen to the podcast and you were to see first, you would have just been like, yo, what the fuck? Like, right. it just comes at you like that. And I, and I still have that what the fuck type thing, even after you explained to me what was going to happen in the first episode. And that made me want to go watch it. Not necessarily right. to see it, but it was like, there's stuff with content like that out there. Yeah. It, so it's one of those things where you kind of just have to experience it. Like we, we Yeah, it's tell- definitely one of those things to experience. We can I mean, tell we, you, but you have to experience. We've been pretty graphic, we've been pretty detailed, and we've been, you know, even added highlights to it to kind of um, rationalize it to a certain extent. But this is something you kind of have to see for yourself. Yeah, it really you, is. And it's one you, of those things you can, like, enjoy, enjoy as the story progresses on because you get to see a wide range of emotions. You get to see someone's excited because they get to go into this new world that they've never experienced and everybody wants to get the fame, the glory of doing good. And then you get to just see how fucked up the world really is in that quick of an eye. But then at the same time, you can see where the hope is because you have those people who are quick to deal with this nasty ass world. It's like, it's just, it's just one of those things you experience. And by the end of the first episode, you're either going to be like, 
all right, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. Are you going to be like, oh, yes, I need to continue this journey to see where it goes. This is what's setting the tone. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you see, I know one thing that people have to understand with a series like this, you can't have to look past the brutality and all the, the horrible things. Because I think, I understand what they did here. They wanted to show, they wanted to, sh- they gave up the impression that God was saying was light, that these are simple creatures, anybody can do this. You know, brand new adventures just running into in there without a care without a care in the world. They had to set the tone that these are probably some of the most these creatures are underrated. They're way more dangerous, and they're probably the most vicious, disgusting vermin out there. It like it, it like what like them doing it this way kind of set the tone for the rest of the series. That like these these are probably these are the most hor- hor- horrible creatures that 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 were ever created. And then going from there, you it gives a better understanding and appreciation for what's happening, what's the, what's going on with the series, and then you know for God was saying himself because I mean you remember when he uh when he killed the uh, hobgoblin, yeah. T- mm-hmm. Take me through that. How do you, how do you how did you experience that? It was it was really interesting to watch because the amount of detail he went about killing the hobgoblin. It wasn't just like, oh, I grab my sword and I run through you. He particularly had a short sword. Short sword. He looked around. Everything was very calculated. Like the amount of experience he went into it with it showed you that this isn't one of those things that you can really take lightly. You need to do this a certain way or things can go from good to fucking horrific in a blink of an eye. He made sure to keep expressing this to the priest while everything's going on. Like, if she fucking took a wrong step, he's like, you know, hey, you can't step like this. You need to step like this or you're going to die. Basically. But it wasn't in a a manner like how you would teach your son, like, hey, son, this is how you pour pour a bowl of milk. It was like, pour the milk like this or die. Everything was that extreme because there was no time for teaching. It was move like this or else because we don't have a time. Right. And when, so. he, when, when he did that with the Hobgoblin and showing to her, she's like looking horrific but at the same time, she's like super fucking thankful this dude showed up because I don't, I don't think I can ever tell you a time I've ever been so terrified I've pissed on myself, but I'm pretty sure if I was watching people around me being fucking murdered like mm-hmm. that and raped in the instance at the age of 15 especially, yeah, I'd probably piss myself. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So, yeah, but uh, because, like, at that time, you know, ironically, she got, she this was a horrible thing, but for her, she got leaps and bounds more experience than she was ever expecting. Because bigger than, um, a bit, cause bigger than anything else is, like, um, she wasn't able to heal the, um, the 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 sorceress because she simply wasn't strong enough. So she went. She well, people have to understand. Well, that. she could. Well, it wasn't more so that she couldn't heal her because she was strong enough. She couldn't heal her because she didn't have the right spell. When, she had a healing wound spell, but she was the the sorcerer was poison. But, she doesn't have any spells at this point yet that can take away poison. Right, but that, but that's because she's new. She's that she hasn't matured in in the in the in strength or ability enough yet to match to manage a spell like that. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's like anything else, you know, I mean, you don't just send them off into, well, okay, 
I mean, she wasn't Batman. She didn't. She didn't go out there with a utility belt of spells that she could use. That's true, but from looking at a at, at a Dungeons and Dragons point of view, mm-hmm. when you create your character, whether it's a mage or fighter or whatever, you're allowed to pick those type of things. You have a spell book, and inside of your spell book, you can right. pick these spells. But mm-hmm. when you pick these spells, you're allotted a certain amount of them. So, say for instance. You're a level one mage. I don't remember the exact spells you get, but you get so many level zero spells right. and maybe one level level one spell. So the level one spell you can cast that once a day, but the level zero spells you can cast it three a day. Right. Once you understand that, you go into your spell book and you pick your spells. Throughout the series, you can kind of see where her spells were changing. We haven't got there yet, so right. I'm not sure if she didn't know it or she just wasn't ready to use it because normally priests, sorcerers, and all that, some of them have to pray to a god in the morning, then they pick their spells for that day, or mm-hmm. some of them have to write into the book what they're going to use for that day. Well, it, well, it's not exactly like that with her, because, you know, God was saying, like, she only she can only use three spells a day. And, mm-hmm. uh, but like, we don't know what spells those are. Right. She, well, we don't, I, we, we don't know to the detail that you're talking about at this point. And I think, I think it elaborates more on her abilities later, as you can definitely see the growth. But right now, we know that she uses three spells a day and she'd already used one. So she went with God and mm-hmm. he told her, like, okay, I'm going to do this. When I give you the cue, use holy light. And um, and when you use, when you use holy light, they blinded the, blinded the horde of goblins. Uh, they tripped up, and that's how we got the um, that's how we got the hobgoblin. The but then but then he also used then she said that she was out of spells. He said, I already knew. So you know, just so the tactician that he is, everything he did was calculated even to using her. So that, so that now the experience that she got from that, using her spells and in combat support, it was it was leaps and bounds from more than what she probably expected. Because I, because I imagine she she expected to go in there and just and just and just heal yeah. people and just heal people. Exactly, especially because they were so inexperienced. Like, like you said, exactly. So, going in there, being part of the being part of the tactics, understanding how to navigate a cave, and learning and learning a little bit about go- about goblins and 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 how they are. Like the the level of experience that she came out with, are probably like, are probably like tenfold what she expected to get. Almost definitely was, and that was another thing that I appreciated too. Because of how they try to get you to understand the downplay the uh, goblins, mm-hmm. to where you know they said air, all the all the people there are pretty much just like yeah I've killed the goblin before I came across one. Now when you come across one goblin, it's like okay cool whatever they're these little bitch creatures. You could probably kill it even like at the age of twelve thirteen or whatever. But what people don't keep in mind is okay say you have one of those that do for RPG purposes five points of damage per attack. If your hit die is only ten. That doesn't seem that's bad if it's a one-on-one because it's pretty much you kill it before you kill me. But when you get attacked by 10 of them, that shit gets a little bit trickier, especially when you don't have equipment right. or a plan like this party did when they went in. Exactly. So I enjoyed the shit out of that because like you saw the monk was able to one, two, three them, but then it was their turn to attack. And when they attacked, they had a lot more attacks than she did, so she got swarmed. But she just, they, just, they just overran her because they just had numbers. And he, and even and even then he said that you know what you're lucky because they multiply fast. Have had you waited any longer, there would have been about fifty. There would have been about fifty more of them, 
actually no, he said there would have been about fifty of them, and they would have all attacked at the same time. So, man, yeah, they would have been definitely dead because they were almost dead from off of like what was it, maybe five and a half goblins. Right. So, so she no, so her situation would have been much worse than what it was. If she was, if she wasn't dead, she would have ended up right where the monk, right where the um, right where the monk was, and I, I think, I think at that point she would have rather been dead. Probably, she probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs> to be honest, because she pissed on herself, she was like freaking the hell out. Him showing up at the time he did with just was... with just faith. So, my whole my whole thing too is okay. We didn't mention this before, but in the beginning of the uh, episode, the uh, the guild master is pretty much you know telling them, "Are you sure you guys just don't want to wait for like you know a more experienced uh, adventurer to come with you guys?" And they were like, "Pretty much, now nah, we got this because we killed the goblin." Yeah. I've always wondered did that uh, did that guild master tell Goblin Slayer about this particular thing as a failsafe to go check on those kids? I don't know. And uh, actually, I'd have to go back and look at the manga next episode because the way he works, that you know, everybody knows who he is. He goes, now, "Do you have any Goblin quests?" And all he want, all he wants, a Goblin quest. So I can almost imagine that she did tell him what that the, that this young group and experienced hunters were going out to a Goblin cage and. Cave and he said, "All right, I'll go there." Cause they're probably they're probably they're probably in over their head. See, I was wondering if that happened because from how it looked, they seemed like if you're given a quest, they don't give the, the same quest out to multiple people. It's like, oh, you got this quest, and if I'm guessing, if you don't come back in a certain amount of time, they just assume the quest isn't complete, and they give the quest again to somebody else the next day. You know? Yeah. So I was always wondering, like, did she send him on purpose to go save them? Because when he showed up, he didn't really seem shocked or anything. But I mean, well, it's not, not like not like, really you strange. not like you see any facial expression. Well, even his, even his tone of voice, it wasn't anything like, "Oh my God, back away from those kids." He just came walking up. He just started... he just was like, "Ah, oh, well, if they kill or whatever, I'm still going to kill them." It wasn't no sense of urgency or. Mm-hmm anything he just walked in and she just happened to be there he killed the goblin and was like oh well you look fucked up here drink this oh she's not gonna make it she's dying yeah he said Bloop, killed yeah, he basically her. told her so he's like, forget about her she's not gonna it's yeah not gonna he was like her. oh she's dead there's nothing you can do um so i'm gonna go kill these goblins are you coming or not and she was like yeah i guess i'm coming mm-hmm. and he was like cool then <laughs> like it was just so like nonchalant like he didn't really care yeah. well yeah, that's pretty much it. He didn't really care. It was just like kill goblins. Yeah. Oh, you're here? Okay. No, we're we gonna oh, kill good for we you. kill the goblins or not. And that shit was crazy. And I do I do appreciate the end of the episode. Probably the second most, because I did just like the exchange they had about the uh the baby goblins and why they have to kill them. But mm-hmm. the end was probably most fulfilling because of the title. And pretty much what she says is because of that adventure. She learned two things. One, she's going to continue to be a adventurer, and two, she's going to pretty much become this dude's. Uh, I won't say uh, uh-huh. understudy because that's what she's not doing. She's going to become his partner, and you see her talking to him at the end over the quest, like, "All right, so where do we go from here?" So that made that actually interesting of the fate of the particular adventure title for the episode. Right. Because normally I don't really pay attention to titles and taking consideration where they're going to take me, but for whatever reason, this one in particular, I kind of paid attention to those little things to see how it goes, and it answered a lot of questions. 
by the end. It was like, all right, this was the perfect title for what happened in this episode, and it executed it very well as far as the who, what, when, where, why, and how. And it was just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm ready for the next episode. Yeah, so this was an experience. So, you know, you and you need this to, set, to again, set the tone. Because you need, you need a reference point. You need to understand, like, why he's so cold, why he's so heartless. But but bigger than that, what you find out as you go through the series is that the world is expansive. Like, it's it's so piecemeal because, like I told you, they have they have a bunch of one-shots out there and they have a lot of spin-offs, but the spin-offs all lead back to the main storyline. And then you then you hear a bunch of a bunch of lore that they that that, that address in the spin-offs and the, and one-shots. So while the while the so what this author is doing now while they're building the main storyline in the manga that relates to this uh, to the anime, the rest of the world is being built by the by the spin by the spinoff manga. And I gotta tell you, you don't you don't really you don't get the gravity of the world and what the, and how important what he's doing is until you start until you start reading those manga. I'm gonna to have to start checking them out once I'm, once we're done talking about this first season because I wanna I wanna do this with the audience and then afterwards I'll probably uh, go back start reading some of these sides and we could even go further into talking about that and you can start seeing how it connects with the different characters we're gonna come across because since I have actually finished the series there's certain characters in it that I wanna know more backstory about and mm-hmm. I'll mention those characters as we go into episodes because right. there's one particular character that I'm pretty sure you already know that we talked about off air that mm-hmm. I wanna know her story more because it was just like, mm-hmm. when we get to that episode, like in two or three episodes, it's just like, wow. For the things that she went through and endured, we could have saw the same character develop from off of this first episode. <laughs> right. So I'm really interested in seeing her backstory, and I'm actually want to see the year one of the uh, the Goblin Slayer stuff because they touch on it, but they don't touch on it. They 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 touch on it, but they don't touch the questions that I want answered. So I'm hoping that maybe this can do it. Right. So it's um, it's yeah, it's it's all coming. It's all it's all it's all building up, and um, you know, like brand new day takes it jumps back and forth between like. The past and the uh, and the current day to expand, to expand on the on those characters. Then you have our uh, year one and basically Goblin Slayer's uh, path to becoming Goblin Slayer. You know what he had to do to be to what he had to do to be to become as good as he is. His his quest from from basically nobody to to the silk to the silver arm adventurer that he is now. And um, there's also there's also um, Goblin Slayer Gaiden. There's a Gaiden, and then there's a then there's a one shot. So the Gaiden is about the um is about the background lore, because there's um there's a there's a whole there's a whole story and a whole lore about the uh, about the uh, creatures of the night and the darkness and everything. And um what happened is that back, like um prior to Goblin Slayer, what uh, what uh, prior to Goblin Slayer that there was a demon lord, the demon. The Demon King actually, Demon King got slayed, and I think, and you know, as you said, you finished it, so you met one of the people that you slayed the, um, actually slayed the, the, the well, demon, the Demon King. Let's not go too far into no, this no, because not, it might start spoiling other things. No, no, it's not spoiling. I'm not. No, it's, this is just general. It's just spoiling. But oh, okay. no, but what, but what happened is that like, um, 
And this this hasn't really been confirmed yet, right? This is now going into theory. And uh, the theory is that the recent uptake in goblin sightings and the aggressiveness in their and their sightings and um what they're doing is so is that they say that's precursor to the to the demon king trying to come back. Hmm. So that that makes sense. So what so what you're gonna see in like where the world is building, the other people are like doing stuff and they're trying to get him to come along, but he's like, no. He's like, I don't he's like, I don't really care what happens anywhere else. Somebody has to kill these goblins. That makes sense. No, because because imagine, right? Imagine all your high level adventurers all ran off on a on a gigantic earth shattering world-defying world quest to go destroy some some demon lord or demon king, right? And nobody left to, to defend the citizens against this goblin, against, against these hordes of goblins that are out there. Do you think that they'd have any towns to come back home to? No, they don't have anybody to, you know, protect against the other small things. It's like, okay, of course you can go have the U.S. fight the wars back at home, but the horrible analogy, because I got my personal feelings about some of these things, but it's like, you know, if you take the military out of the U.S. to go fight, if we don't have the police there to, you know, kind of police the fucking hoods and whatnot, you know, what's going to happen to those by the time the military gets back? The, the, the whole just infrastructure thing. Right, because it's, because it's like, regardless of how you feel about them, they serve a function. And they, they even if you don't like how they do it, their presence does deter a lot of, a lot of bad behavior, right? It does. So, so that so that's kind of, so that's kind of checks the point. and balances. Exactly. So that's kind of the point. It's like you know, how like you, it's one of those questions that I kind of want that I kind of want to understand. It's like I I don't think I still don't understand it. Like how exactly how important is he to the actual balance of the world? Like you know, is he is he is he well, I guess is he a force of nature? Is he one of those things where? Well, like where he'd be, where he'd become like, um, like a like a natural, like a natural proponent, and a natural proponent of of the order. Now the goblins are still like a specialist. No, no, I know that. Like that's what he is. But I'm like, in filling that role, does he does he like kind of, in terms of in terms of importance, in terms of like, what he contributes to society? Does that does that elevate him in in that way? I would have to say I would have to say I can answer that better when we get into further episodes because yeah, okay. how I would try to answer that would give spoilers away. Right. But I get your train of thought and I could say we if we have this discussion off air, I'd be able to uh Yeah. Oh well yeah listen, tell you exactly I'm... what I mean. But I do think he's one of those people that are life changing, most definitely, because without some of his services, like for instance him going off to this priestess, we don't know how important this priestess might become later on. Him right. saving her and teaching her is like a domino effect for other things. Like, if you were to take him out of this, a lot of bad things can happen that make more bad things happen and so right. forth. Right. But so, with him in there and him doing these small little things, well, things we see small, they create bigger chain effects that mm -hmm. cause bigger things. Exactly, because one, one thing leads to another. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what I want to use it, do we? Do we use the butterfly effect of this one? Like one, like one small pebble creates a ripple that becomes a a tidal wave on the other side of the world. That's a good way to look at it. 
Right, because it's like that's what a very a, good way to look at it. Like what what did Tupac say? I don't I don't I don't I don't I'm not here to change the world, but what I want to do is I want to inspire 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 the mind that does. That's pretty much what he's doing from at least episode one, because we see him win the priest over with the priestess. With her wanting to become an adventurer because that yeah. was tested well. And who would have blamed her if say she took the faith of the monk? Mm-hmm. was pretty much violated and then she survived this for whatever reason mm-hmm. where she wanted to become an adventurer and after this because she survived it and she had someone to explain her and show her things she decided I need to be an adventurer so I can help others not have to go through this it, exactly. it pushed her resolve and that exactly. by itself if we ever never saw the Goblin Slayer again and they just continued the story and it was like the priestess bitch or whatever you know yeah. it would have been like okay that's a very good uh introduction to her and why she's doing what she's doing a strong foundation and he pretty much set that in one person but but we get to see why for him and we we do got to give her her um credit because if you if you see the priestess she's very much a little girl like little i mean i'm talking about 15 years old yeah i'm not talking about like like young or whatever but she's she's diminutive she's a she's small stature she looks like maybe five three okay if i give her five three i might i might i might be overestimating it you know what i mean she she looks I'm like I'm gonna say I don't even think she's that big. I want to say she might be like a cool five foot even. Yeah, so but, she wasn't that she wasn't that much bigger than the boy, and the boy looked uh, the boy warrior, and he wasn't very big in stature no. at all. He was like a little muscular, but yeah, they were, no, they're because they're all young. So you know what? She's a lowly. That's exactly what she is. She's a she's a lowly. She's she's small. She's cute. She looks harmless. So, <laughs> That's funny because you start making me think of that Pharrell song, "It Girl." <laughs> he had all the lollies in the video. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you know, like for her to like show that kind of resolve and even have that kind, have that kind of nerve, you got to give her some. You got to give her credit because it didn't all, it didn't all come from him. Especially as her being a priestess too. That was what was so crazy to me because you think as a priest, and she's not even a war priest. They mm-hmm. don't. Well, they don't necessarily say she isn't, but just from how she carries herself, she's not a war priest. She's like a healer for the most part. Right. She was able to just go, okay, I'm going to stick with this dude because this is what's right. She After no... seeing how vile these creatures are, there is no forgiveness. Like right. She got through her head quickly, like, fuck these babies. And she fuck ain't... these monsters. <laughs> she, ain't got no com- she ain't got no combat spells. And you also got to remember, she pissed herself. Yeah, she was, she was shook, dude. Like, uh, do you blame her? No, you, you really people really have to see this episode to get it because hearing it, like you said, is one thing, seeing it, it's another, yeah. But and I think once you see it and it's happening in real time, you're like, yo, this is crazy, yeah. But so, and then no, when, while we talk, while we talk about talk about the artwork because the artwork, I don't, I wouldn't say it was, the, it was the best animation we've seen, but given like what they did, so it was, I, I found it to be to be like grungy. Especially when they were in the cave, they wanted to give off that like that 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 harshness, so that the animation was a little bit dark. And they they highlight what they needed to, but they put a, when they 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 put more detail to moments than they did the whole animation. So when he when he got his hand cut off, that when um the swordsman got his hand cut off, you you that was clear. When um when the when the monk got when the, when they ran up on the monk. That was clear. That was graphic. They, they, they went. They made sure the artwork drove the point home. 
So that 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 was my opinion of it. What about you? For me, um, I didn't care for the artwork too much because it was like it was dated. It gave me that whole tsunami nineteen ninety two type feel for the artwork, yeah. but the story was done so well that I was able to overlook it. It was kind of just like the latest Berserk series that came out. Like I fucked with the story so much, I was able to look past that weird ass. Shade shell oh, slash that, 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 CGI that, that artwork that was real co- choppy. That pastel color. Yeah, it looked like Virtual Fighter. You remember? You remember Virtual Fighter? It looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like no. 2000, like 15 up. You know, so it was yeah, like yeah. this 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 art style isn't too acceptable, but so, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. Uh, looking past it now, and I'm seeing more of the Dungeons and Dragons type setting and world. It looks like that art style was done deliberately mm-hmm. to set that tone. So. Right, I fuck with it now. At first, looking at it after seeing something like Fire Force, for example, their artwork and or fucking even Demon Slayer, seeing some shit like modern art where everything was just CGI mixed with just just great penciling and shading and whatnot. It was like, yo, why are we still doing this type of things? But after looking about the setting, the medieval town, medieval time, it right. all makes sense. It, it it works for what we're watching. I think if I would have got something like maybe, I don't know how how familiar you are with the comic book Battle Chaser. It was like an old comic book from the 90s. They had like that old Gen 13 style artwork. Mm -hmm. Something like that is probably what I was expecting after when you told me about it, not seeing any visuals. Mm -hmm. In my head, that's how kind of I pictured it. And Mm -hmm. Once I saw what it was, it was like I was a little bit disappointed, but the story was so well done and fast-paced action. Like, oh shit, this is crazy! It gave me that crazy sense of urgency. I was able to look past the artwork. I just wanted to see more. I was like, "Where's the story going? Where's the story going?" So I kept coming. But once I got the time to digest everything, and after I saw the whole series and go back and look at the artwork, I got to say I appreciate it a lot more because it's just Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, uh, you know I do have to say something. What when you talk about Berserk? Looking back at it, it did really look like they drew pictures of a claymation. It did. It looked like that old game Virtual Fighter to me. Like they just—I don't know what they were thinking for that style. I don't know if it was a budget, if it was—yeah, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the hell they were doing because the older Berserk had like actually this current artwork style for Goblin Slayer is like the original run of Berserk for the anime, kind of very similar. Right. And then when they brought the newer Berserk back that had the one season, mm-hmm. I don't know why they were trying to go CGI. It looked like, it looked worse than Beast Wars to me. I love Berserk so much Listen, that I watched it. Look, I love Beast Wars. At the time, I thought what they did was revolutionary. And But uh, see, that's just it for the time. Yes, that was like what? That was like early two thousands. Yeah, and this Berserk came out what maybe two thousand seventeen, sixteen, maybe at the earliest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fifteen years later, you're like, yo, bro, come on now. Like, look, I've, have look, you seen Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children? Like, yes. come the fuck on, we can do better than this. No, but you know, you know what's sad though? I've seen brand new like um like three like three D animation on um on Netflix. That is still not as smooth as Beast as Beast Wars. Really? Yes. It no. Listen, just just because just because it's it's a modern time doesn't doesn't mean skilled people are actually doing this. 
I feel I feel like that's, I feel that's like fair. there's I feel like there's a lot of animation out there like oh you got an app for that uh, let's just animate this thing and put it out there. See, but I would think that the standard is at least you know it should be higher because yeah, there's in my opinion there's just really no excuse for your shit looking like Berserk did. Like Berserk was horrible. Like if it wasn't for the story and me just loving the original run of it, I probably wouldn't watch the shit because it was just like ugh. Yeah, but there's, there's a couple stories out there like that where you have to look past the animation to enjoy it. I would have to say it would be like Dragon Ball Super. When Dragon Ball Super came back, I didn't notice how shitty the artwork was until people started pointing it out to me because all I saw was Goku. Yeah. Oh, so that's oh. how... Well, like when I, when I was showing you the... um, What else thing called? Um, not... Not Fire Force. It was... um. Uh, Demon Slayer. No, not Demon Slayer. De- no, this is a, it was Asta. It was um God, Black Clover. Black Clover. Was the wolf scene for Black Clover. Yeah, but yeah, because they, no, they they torpedoed a couple scenes over there. But you know, they um even few few Remember when I showed remember when I showed you what a dragon looked like in the um in the in the um manga and then the, and then mm-hmm. that sw- and then that swagless lizard they gave us. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It was like rushed and just half-assed. I, mean, yes, like, <laughs> I wasn't feeling that either. You know, no, no. That's a, it was a swaggerless lizard, yo. They just they took they took away all the all the all they took away all the dragonness and just gave us this gave us this this salamander. It's, you know was, what I did want to ask you yeah. about uh, Goblin Slayer. Sorry to cut you off, but why I remember uh, I just remembered it and I wanted to ask about it. When did Square Enix start publishing manga? That's a very good question. I have no idea. I, I kind of, I kind of wondered that if they took this um after the um Advent Children. You think after Advent Children they got they got motivated because of um how successful it was? Possibly, I'm not sure because I never knew Square Enix to venture off into this stuff. But to be honest, I haven't really paid them any mind since. Probably Advent Children, and before then, probably Final Fantasy. Like eight, mm-hmm. I stopped paying attention to them. Like yes. I still haven't even experienced Kingdom Hearts, to be honest. Yeah, but you, but you, you know what this probably was, right? What's we, that? We gotta do something so they can stop, for them to stop asking for these Final Fantasy Seven remake and Kingdom Hearts three. We gotta do something to keep them off our backs. That's fair enough. That's a fair assumption. I just was just shocked because now I wanted to kind of look and see what other things that they did because I had no idea they did like manga and stuff like that because I stopped fucking with video games a while ago just for lack of time. I mean, but I mean like the the story that they've written with the Final Fantasies, it's it's not a bad transition if you're trying to if you're trying to diversify your revenue streams because I mean if you got a bunch of great writers in there and you can't use them all at one time, why not? That's fair enough. That's a very fair and valid point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it just caught me off guard because when I was looking it up on the wiki to see who was like the art, like who was writing this stuff and all that. Because I'm trying to pay more attention to that. Because I'll be honest, I'm horrible at that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's music. As far as manga and stuff go, I couldn't tell you who wrote shit or anything like that. Yeah, it's one thing I told myself I'm gonna start paying attention more since we decided we wanted to do this podcast because every time I talk to you you're like super up on everything you can tell me who wrote something who did it with studio all these type of things and I'm just like yo 
I'm feeling like a casual fan. Like I love watching this stuff, but I never realized how many things I didn't know, especially like when you were breaking down like demographic for like this, what is it? The Shonen, the Shonen yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Shonen, Shonen, Shoujo, um, and the, there were two more. There was Geki, Geki and, and um, I can't remember the other one. I think that was the other ones, like the kid one, Como Kony or something like that. Sorry, I'm yeah, jacking that up, but I'm yeah, just like it, learning these. Yeah, because there, there's one for um, cause there, there's one for teenage boys. There's one for 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 mature men. There's um one for um for teen for teenage With, girls, uh, adult women, for teenage girls, and then there was one for like um, I think there was one for for no, there's one for teenage girls. I don't I don't know if there was a title for adult women. I don't really. I don't. I really think there was because from what I remember, there was. Uh, I could tell you the ages and not the name. Mm-hmm. They had one from going from like five to eight years old. There was that demographic. Then there was a demographic for boys from five to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then one from about fifteen to I believe it said fifty, which is the semen. I think it was mm-hmm. for males. Then they had one for the younger girls. Oh no, and Jose. This... Jose is the um. Jose is for um younger women. Roughly eighteen to forty. Okay, I know they had something for him. I just can't remember the names. I got. I, I'll get better at that. Yeah. So, so I gotta yeah. honestly say, this particular anime, when you recommended it to me, since it was something completely different, it made me appreciate anime and really want to get back into it. Because before, like, I like the My Hero Academies and all the shonen stuff, like Dragon Ball and all that stuff. That's cool, but. A lot of it I just can't get into anymore because I guess I'm just older now. So a lot of it just doesn't like interest me. Like the arc that they have going for the anime, at least for My Hero Academia versus where they're at in the manga now. Mm-hmm. I can't do that school arc, boy. It was torturous. Them doing the whole little <laughs> talent show and all that stuff. I'm like, no, just... Yeah, I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck about this. Can you just speed it up? Like, I get that you have to do it because they're kids and all this stuff, but Right. I want to see something a little bit more adult orientated. So when you recommend this and I watched it and it was like, yo, there's like life lessons. There's, there's murder. There's, there's character progression, like at a fast rate, like life comes at you hard. I was like, yo, I can appreciate this because this is kind of more so where I'm at in life now. So it was like, this is, this is pretty dope. So I got to say, I, I, I appreciate that a lot because now this whole little genre, I'm going to be like, Trying to find other things to watch and keep me entertained, right? And you know, with that, I hope the hope the audience enjoyed this and they appreciate they uh, take a look and they appreciate the recommendation too. Well, we, we, I think a lot of people is gonna like it. I think there's gonna be, of course, some people who look at it and it's like it's just not for them because I could think it's either too intense or they might not even fuck with the art style or they're just not into the yeah. music thing. I can get it. Well, and, and, I can and see it, reasons why you wouldn't like it, but I can see reasons why. Like it, it could be, it also could be too intense for them too. But like I said, they got, they got to look past the, the shock value because there's value in it. And just look, the moment they look past it, I think a lot, a lot more people would understand and like it. But man, man like I said, the shock value is whew. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I said, when you told me about it originally, I was just like, okay, uh, that sounds good. I give it a watch, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of procrastinated on it. And yeah. between me and you, I'm gonna let you guys on a secret. I told you I watched the first two episodes, so you guys would leave me alone. And then you were like, hey, what did you think of the first two episodes? And I was like, shit, <laughs> let, let me go do this right now. And then I watched the first two episodes, and then I was like, 
you guys were like, yeah, so you think you'd be able to finish tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know. And then the next thing you know, tomorrow came, and I was like, yo, I couldn't stop watching this shit. So, right. yeah. As shit. funny as that sounds, that's really what happened. Like, that shit right. is just, like, that crazy to me. But, well, um, well, we'll see how it goes. What yeah, I'm going to do now, though, is uh, I guess this is a good point to end because we went over the the actual show. We talked about some things on the side, and I guess this will be our first episode on the learning experience. Yeah, man. Listen, until, until the next time, when, when, yeah, when, when can they expect um, us, to, us to run down the episode two? Um, I'm going to say shit if you want. Uh, we could probably shoot for it and then, like, before for possibly Saturday morning or before then, but Saturday morning at the latest. Yeah, Saturday Saturday morning's fine. Get get this time to re to refresh, go over some things, make a shoot, make a shoot you the um shoot you the manga references so we can add that in. Yeah, I'm with that. So well, hopefully by then the uh, the audience will get to meet the other two members or at least one more of the members. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. So right. Ho- hopefully, yeah. We'll like we'll like everybody to everybody to come to come through for one time. But hey. If that if not, we'll take it one day at a time and you meet and you don't meet everybody soon. <laughs>